With NC State football on a bye week and college basketball season rapidly approaching, we're diving into some preseason basketball for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Today is Wednesday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We are switching to the hard court, as promised. Today we'll be talking about some NC State basketball as we are nearly, what, three weeks, four weeks away from tipping off the season. Admittedly, it's a little bit hard to switch into basketball mode as we've been football heavy for so long, but we do have to touch on basketball, get you prepared for the season that is rapidly approaching. We're going to start here with some preseason storylines just to ease everyone back into the swing of the first of which is this feels like nearly a brand new team again for Kevin Keats. Of course, last year, 2022 and 2023 had another team completely turned over after what was the disastrous season, uh, the season before that when Terquavion Smith was just a freshman. We have seven new faces by way of the transfer portal. I'll go over them all in just a moment here. But the main thing to take away with this new roster is it's quite the blend of proven returners and guys like Casey Morcell, DJ Burns, and Ernest Ross, and then adding in a lot of experience in seven new faces from the transfer portal. Yeah, and I I think that that blend of guys coming in who are going to be new and guys who have already been here in terms of, you know, the ability to kind of set the tone for what the um, identity of this team needs to be, what the temperament of this team needs to be, what the practice habits of this team need to be. That's a that's a good thing there. You never want so many um, incoming guys and all that that you kind of, you know, you're, you're doing things on the fly and you're not really having a situation where the guys who are here set the standard. Because to me, I think it's important to have that culture and set that culture. We talked about this with Wes Moore, and um, the women's basketball team last year, which, by the way, we'll be getting into the women's basketball team soon as well. Don't worry. You know, trust me, we'll be getting into them too. But um, very seriously, this is a situation where we've got a good blend. I think that everybody's expecting uh, DJ and Casey Marcel to be the leaders of the pack, the alpha wolves, if you will say, um, of this group. And so it'll be good to see how both of their games have grown and, and what they've done even though DJ Burns has physically shrunk it a little bit and not in a honey, I shrunk the kids kind of way. He just lost some weight. I also want to make note here. And again, I promise this is not to alarm anyone. I'm just telling you what I saw on Instagram. I did see that DJ Burns was in a walking boot on Tuesday. Again, not sounding the alarms, just telling you what I saw. Yeah. Uh, he's he, in his Instagram story. He said he was standing on too much business. Yeah. Which, yeah. 
happens from time to time, as we all know. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, listen, if you're a real one, you know, you're known for standing on business. And all of us have, you know, sprained an ankle or two, got a little turf toe, just from simply standing on business. It's not easy. That's why everyone doesn't do it. So certainly hoping that is uh, more a whole lot of nothing, I guess you could say, like we spoke mm-hmm. about yesterday. But getting into some of these new faces, I think it's important to get everyone well acquainted with some of these faces as there are so many of them here. You're associating some names with some positions and where they're coming from. So we are all ready to go by the time the season rolls around in just a few short weeks. But of the seven here, you have DJ Horn, who is a grad transfer, a guard, and he's joining us from Arizona State. You have Jaden Taylor, a junior guard from Butler. You have Cam Woods. Now, Cam does have an asterisk on him here because He is a two-time transfer in need of a waiver. And if you're familiar with the Tez Walker situation with UNC football, a lot of NC State basketball fans were saying, oh no, we're in the same boat here with Cam Woods. So Cam Woods will need a waiver to play. Being completely honest with you, I'm not expecting him to receive it, but we'll see what happens there. No, stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Our attorney general is going to write a threatening letter promising to sue, which I heard was what happened there. Our our governor is for sure going to write a letter because (laughs) our governor and our attorney general care about all the schools equally. Right, Grayson? That's their jobs. They aren't the, the, the governor of UNC nor the AG of UNC. They're attorney general for the state. He's the governor of the state of North Carolina, right? That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us, at least. But, you know, we're we're just crazy black helicopter people. Proceed, Grayson. But Cam Woods is technically a junior, but he is, I believe he's now on his fourth different school. There is a community college in that mix as well. But the way these new rules are set up, Cam Woods falls essentially directly into what they're trying to prevent. So that will be a situation to watch here as the season comes closer. But I'm not exactly that confident that we'll see Cam Woods on the court this season. Yeah, no, I was being facetious. We're not going to see Cam Woods. Uh, nobody's <laughs> nobody's coming to save him, with all due respect. It's just not. Up next, we have MJ Rice, who is a sophomore guard from Kansas. We're going to touch on him in just a little bit. I know everyone is chomping at the bit to hear more about MJ. Then we have Michael O'Connell, a grad transfer guard from Stanford, who we will be looking to pilot this thing at the point guard position. Exciting addition there. Then we have Mohamed Diara, a forward from Mizzou, I've heard great things from Mo Diara this preseason, so that should be a face you should definitely get acquainted with here very quickly. And then, of course, we have forward Ben Middlebrooks joining us from Clemson. He is a junior, another guy looking to play meaningful minutes. The rotations with how many players that are readily available in our front court will be fascinating to watch how Keats uses them in different sets and how he can get the most of nearly everyone. Because what is so interesting about all of these new additions is because you really feel like all of them can contribute. Now it's not a situation when you're waiting for some of them to develop. You really think that all of them can make a difference this season. So those are just the new guys. Of course, we will get more in depth with each of them as we go on. But today kind of serves as like an introduction to the basketball season here. Our next big storyline will be replacing 45% of our scoring. This marks the loss of Terquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner, accounting for 45% of last year's scoring. The, the makeup of this team feels much more balanced 
in a sense that we don't necessarily have star power where you can rely on one to two, maybe three guys that are going to lead you in scoring. This is yeah. more so a team where any of these guys could take over for a night. A Jaden Taylor could take over for a night. You could see DJ Burns take over for a night. It's so much more balanced than we have you been. You see Casey Marcel take over for a night. I think that he's ready to take that next step to where he has a night where it's like, oh, that's a Casey Marcel game there. And then our last big storyline and probably the most important storyline here, can Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack get back to the NCAA tournament in consecutive years? Not something that has happened yet in Kevin Keats's tenure here. Of course, making it back to the tournament last year was a success. It was undoubtedly a success. I know there are differing opinions there because ultimately we do want to do more than just make it back to the tournament. But in regards to the current climate of this program, making it back to the tournament back-to-back years will be a success. Now, if you want to add in something there, we'd like to stay there more than just a single day. We'd like to maybe survive the first weekend and get somewhere. But Absolutely. With with the the high rate of turnover in this roster, especially last year in the disaster what preceded that team, the turnover that team experienced and then getting to the tournament was a success. And now, I believe we spoke about this months ago, the stakes are now raised for Keats in that he has got to get back to the tournament this year again. Because if he doesn't, that will then heat back up the seat conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we talked about this before, right? The expectations change in real time. As you succeed more, more success is expected. That's just the reality, but that's a good thing, right? You'd rather be the man that people expect the world of than the man that people don't expect anything of, right? Because that means you have screwed the pooch royally when people are like, oh yeah, we know Keats, 10 games a season, 10 wins. That's it. You know, we don't need to show up uh, after we stop playing the Island of Misfit Toys and all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, the expectation is to go to the tournament again, win a game, go win one. You know what I mean? Like I, I would say turnover in college basketball doesn't matter anymore. Let's just be honest. Let's look at what Arkansas has done with turning over a lot of guys and all that. And yet they come out as one of the better teams every year. There are plenty of teams around the country that have plenty of turnover and still find ways to be good. So this expectation is, I, I think that a rational fans expectation for this team is to get to the tournament and win at least a game. Up next, we're each going to pick out three players. Well, I guess there's only one impact freshman. You know who that'll be. But we're going to pick out our top impact freshman, our top impact newcomer, and our top impact returner after a quick word from our sponsor. Our first sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Whether it's an emergency crisis or a natural disaster, don't get caught unprepared. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple online form and in some cases, jumping on a quick call with one of their board of certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. 
Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get up to $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when placing just a $5 bet. Yes, that's right. $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So if you think the Carolina Panthers will go winless throughout this season, or if Bryce Young will turn it around for the Panthers, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Some early season superlatives here. We're each going to pick an impact freshman, an impact newcomer, and an impact returner to keep your eyes on as this season rolls through. Kenton, I'll let you go first. Give me your three players. Uh, Grayson, can you tell them how how big our, our freshman class is here? Uh, freshman class party of one. That'd be Dennis Parker. So essentially, we're just going to take turns to talk about Dennis Parker. He's obviously going to be a special freshman. But what I've heard is that he's playing so well, he could potentially crack the starting lineup. He is playing that well, which, you know, at this point in time, if a freshman is being lauded and looked at as that, you know that at worst he's going to be a key reserve, which, you know, I'm I'm looking at this young man and I'm saying there's something special here. There's something special. We talked about his ability to shoot the ball and how smooth he looks, how his feel for the game and how, you know, he may not be the the super athlete that's jumping over three guys to dunk and all that, but this is just a guy who who knows the pace and the feel of the game. And I'm going to tell you something, in college basketball especially, in the NBA, yeah, you need the, the super athlete and all that good stuff. But in college basketball especially, that guy that's got that feel, he just knows his way around the court. He just knows how to find that open spot for that open shot and can knock it down. That player's worth their weight and gold. There's been a, a handful of national scouts that have made their way through Raleigh here in the preseason to watch a, essentially an open practice uh, for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack. And I have seen repeated comments about how impressive that Dennis Parker Jr. has looked ahead of schedule in terms of impressive. And so we spoke about Dennis when he officially joined the Wolfpack back in the spring, but all the sentiments are around him being so smooth and a, a, that natural feel for the game that feels well ahead of where a freshman should be at this point in time. You could very well see Dennis make an impact into this team at, at such an early point in his college basketball career, potentially cracking the starting lineup, talking about a team with this kind of depth would be quite the accomplishment. If he can go above and beyond to be a consistent contributor to this team, we could have something in Dennis Absolutely. Parker Jr. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, when I look at Dennis Parker Jr. and talk about his potential impact on this team, Again, a guy who can hit that shot, hit the hit the big shot in that moment, that's something special. That's something special. And, and by all accounts, this young man is poised enough to do it. Hopefully, the lights of the PNC, the lights of Cameron, the lights of uh, the Dean Dome, the lights of all of the different stadiums he'll play in this season aren't too bright. Because, again, by all accounts, he is one of them ones that, you know, when it's time and that pressure gets on and all that, he can do it. The newcomer that I'm looking at, and I'm saying, hey, this guy's going to have a special impact. A thing that we haven't seen in Raleigh in years, folks. A thing that we've been clamoring for and kind of wishing and hoping and dreaming we had. A pass first point guard. Michael O'Connell, come on down. Come on down, brother. This guy, from what I'm hearing, is setting the table 
fabulously while playing really good defense on the other end. That, my friend, in the league where you're going to have to play some of the best guards that college basketball has to offer, if you can sit down defensively and control the flow offensively, let me tell you something. Entry passes are a lost art. The ability to do that and get a good entry pass in to our big fella down there, DJ Burns, that's going to be immensely important. So Michael O'Connell is my newcomer of the year and returner. You know, I don't, I didn't want to go the easy route. You know, it would have been easy to go with DJ Burns. It would have been right there. You know, love the guy, love his personality, love everything about him. But come on down, Casey Marcel. This is your year, brother. This is your year. Casey Marcel, I think that the one thing that people don't realize about Casey, he's taking a jump every year. He's added something every year. He first came in, you know, people used to say he was a three and D player. Pause in advance. The young man was just all D. There was no three to be seen there. There was no three ball to be seen. There was a, a little bit of a struggle in terms of knocking down the long ball. And then all of a sudden, he adds the long ball. And then all of a sudden, as the year goes on, not only is he shooting threes at a more efficient clip, now he's starting to handle the ball a little bit. Oh, what's going on? What's happening? So, this this young man, if he can add to his package consistent scoring off the dribble, oh, man. So my impact newcomer, there's a multitude of ways I could have gone with this. But ever since his commitment and his arrival to campus, I have been chomping at the bit for some Jaden Taylor. And mm-hmm. the reason I say this, because the, the ringing endorsement that I have kept thinking about ever since the spring is that he and Casey Morsell can potentially play a very similar type game. They're both lockdown defenders as wings, so it's kind of like a 1A, 1B type situation. Not to mention, Jaden Taylor can fill it up a little bit. I believe he was either the the leading or second leading scorer coming from Butler. Jaden Taylor is very talented and probably even underrated arriving here in Raleigh. And so I, I don't believe he's projected to crack the starting lineup, of course. At this point in the year, a projected starting five is is kind of fugazi fugazi. You have no idea what to expect yeah. for the most part. But Jaden Taylor is going to play very meaningful minutes for this Wolfpack basketball team. And if he can, if he and Casey Morsell can link up and be on the court at the same time, both of them playing lockdown defense, both of them demonstrating the ability to knock down the outside shot and even ball handle where needed. Jaden Taylor could be very dangerous in this team and provide a ton of experience and even some leadership into this team because the depth, we will we will talk about the depth probably 34 more times before the season tips off because it is more depth than we've had in a extremely long time. We're talking like 10 plus years, the yeah. amount of depth that we have now. So Jaden Taylor is my newcomer to keep an eye on. And then returner, you didn't take the easy route, but since you didn't, I will. It's Big 30. It's the smooth operator. It's DJ <laughs> Burns. There has been a lot of chatter about DJ slimming down. Even in pictures, you can tell that he has slimmed down a little bit. We certainly hope that it's not a BJ Anya situation where you slim down and you're not as effective in the paint. But if DJ can get back to the level of production last year and possibly even exceed it, because yeah. I think the talent around him in turn will make him even better. You mentioned Michael O'Connell having a, a 
good to elite ball distributor, that will elevate DJ's game like you have not seen yet so far here in yeah. Rome. Because being so heavily reliant on basically two guards last year and Smith and Joyner, having such a balanced offense this year, that is going to benefit DJ massively. Massively. Mm-hmm. DJ has quickly become a fan favorite. He has quickly become effectively the face of this program. Mm-hmm. And the expectations after what we saw last year are very high. But with the team around him, and of course, if he's able to stay healthy and stay efficient and stay out of foul trouble, yeah, another massive year for DJ Burns. And Lord forbid, if that man adds finishing over his right shoulder, if that man adds finishing with his right hand, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, somebody talked about it during the uh, the NCAA tournament. They said, you know what DJ Burns is going to do every time, and you just can't stop it. Right. You just cannot stop. Like you said, the smooth operator. He's a smooth operator with that left hand in the post. But Lord forbid if he adds that right to the mix, if he can start finishing over either shoulder, man, I'll tell you what. Because right now he's got the fade. He's got the drop step. He's got the hook, of course, but just just imagine adding in just one or two of those going to the right, finishing over the right show. I'll tell you what, he would give he would give ACC defenders fit. He would give really any defender in the nation fits with that. We're going to round out this Wednesday episode with talking about potentially the ceiling and the floor in 2023 and 2024. Stick with us. Our third sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, whoa. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Rounding out our first taste of some basketball talk here on this Wednesday We're going to be talking about the ceiling and the floor for this basketball program in 2023 and 2024. Kenton, I'll have you start again. What do you think is the proposed ceiling for this team this season? Uh, I think the ceiling is an Elite Eight Final Four run. I think that's the ceiling of this team. Uh, Some people are going to say that's very high. Yeah, I get it. But when you look at the makeup of this team and you talk about what wins in March, I mean – You've got it, right? You talk about, hey, it's about guard play. It's about guard play. It's about guard play in March. Well, we could potentially have, you know, not just one or two of the best guards. We could have three, four guys that are showing up and showing out um, in that time. And please don't don't at me about this if the season goes poorly. Folks, this is a ceiling. This is a ceiling for a reason, right? I don't think that we um, have national championship stuff yet. I, I could see this team, best case scenario, we get a good draw going really deep in the tournament because we have a big who can score, DJ Burns. We have experienced guards who can fill it up, Jane Taylor and DJ Horn. And this defense is, or this offense rather, is going to make you pick a poison. 
you can go ahead and double DJ down there. But then what happens when you double Grayson? You got Casey Morcel in the corner. Casey is in the corner. And then if you say, well, we'll leave DJ one-on-one, now you got fish food down there. You say, okay, well, we'll help off, but we're not going to help off from Casey. Well, who are you going to help off of? The reality is this team can do something special this year. Time will tell, but that's the ceiling to me, a deep run into the tournament. The floor, however, NIT type year. Uh, I We have seen teams do well. I've mentioned Arkansas earlier and, and how they do it with their uh, transfers and how good they've been and all that. We've also seen some teams crash and burn when they, you know, bring a lot of transfers in. But here's the beauty of that. We have returners that are good enough to where I believe even if we kind of can't figure out that chemistry, we'll still win enough to get into an NIT. I don't I don't think that we'll have an absolutely putrid 10 game year in our future, you know, barring significant injuries knocking on wood here. Uh, but you get the point. And I actually forgot to mention MJ Rice earlier, so I'll do that real quick before I get into my ceiling and floor. Everyone wants to know about MJ Rice. He has not been seen in any social media posts from the team recently. He then put out a statement saying that he had been away from the team for a little while, dealing with a personal issue. He's looking forward to getting back to the team soon. Yeah. We'll say this on the situation. What the public knows is really all the public needs to know at this point in time. He has been away from the program. He's had a personal issue to deal with. We will not delve that far into that, but... What you should know is it's not a reason to panic. He is expected to rejoin the team sooner than later. We don't exactly have a timeline for that either, as it has it has been played close to the vest, understandably so. It's no reason to mash the, oh, here we go again with Keith's button. He can't keep anyone on the roster, can't keep anyone yeah. in Raleigh. It's not that. Of course, MJ Rice also reaffirmed his commitment to the team just a few weeks ago. So we're looking forward to seeing MJ Rice get back with the program here. He needs to be able to put himself first in this type of situation. And so I don't think this is snowballing into something it's not. He will rejoin the team soon and we'll we'll leave it there. But we're certainly expecting him to return soon and then subsequently make an impact in this team because he was expected to be a large piece of the puzzle here. But my ceiling is actually not too far away from yours, Kenton. But I think the ceiling for this team is making it to the Sweet 16. I think... Mm. You know, you talked about what works in March. It's good guard play. It's the depth. It's the experience. If things click on all cylinders here, you have all three of those within this team. The depth, the balance, and the experience. It's three ingredients into this team this year that really make you think that this could be something. And not to put the cart ahead of the horse, preseason talk a lot of times is just preseason talk. Before I become fully confident in anything, I'm going to need to see them on the court probably with like four to five games under their belt. That's how I am every single season. I need to see them play before I can get a true feel as to what we can expect here. But if all things click, and again, just a prediction, if things click, if things gel, if we're able to spread out the scoring effectively enough that we're not heavily reliant on just a player or two, you could see us make a run pretty deep into this tournament. And by deep, I mean the sweet 16. Now, The other half of this, the floor, I think it's a very narrow area to work in here. I think the floor is like the bubble slash narrowly missing the tournament into the NIT. Because again, this is a situation where you have got to find a way to get back into this tournament. A lot of the hot seat talk has been warranted. Again, a lot like Dave Dorn and the football team, the results need to come 
now. We're entering yeah. a new era with NIL and Transfer Portal. You made it back to the NCAA tournament last year, first time, and I think it was like five or six years. You have got to find a way to make it back-to-back appearances. And then from there, you keep moving forward. Then you want to win a game. Then you want to win two games. You want to make it past the first weekend. You've got to see some linear progression here. For a lot of programs, just making it to the tournament, that would be success. But NC State, with the storied tradition we have here, it's been a long time since we can kind of consider this type of thing. But making it to the tournament year after year is not quite good enough. It it would be good right now because that is the goal this year. But ultimately, we all want to see us play for something. Even an ACC championship, we want to see us play for something. And so I feel like the floor would be just narrowly missing out on that as that would be a massive disappointment. That'll do it for us here on Wednesday. Again, just a bit of an introductory episode for men's basketball here. We will be going much more in-depth in terms of numbers, predictions, expectations. This was just a an episode to get you more acquainted with the off-season storyline, some of the new faces, and an overarching expectation level uh, to start with the season just a couple more weeks away. But as always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get your comments in the comment box. Some of these basketball comments will be featured in our Fan Friday. So if you have additional basketball questions, this is your chance to get them in front of us. We will answer anything y'all got, football, basketball. If you want to know about fall baseball, we got you covered there too. Get those comments in the box. Hit that like button. Mash that subscribe button. We're getting close to 800, which is quite the accomplishment in such a short amount of time. We appreciate all the support. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go back. Go back.